Changemakers, welcome back to Cause Talk Radio. I'm Allie Murphy with Engage for Good. In 2016, Edward Jones became the first national presenting sponsor for the Alzheimer's Association's Walk to End Alzheimer's, which takes place in more than 600 communities each year. Since then, more than 75,000 participants have walked for Edward Jones to help raise more than $25 million in the fight to end Alzheimer's, which is one of the costliest diseases in the world. Believe it or not, a lifetime cost of care can total more than $350,000. That's a lot. In July of 2020, the firm announced the renewal of its five-year strategic alliance for a total commitment of $50 million by the end of 2025. In today's episode, I'm joined by Ken Sella, General Partner at Edward Jones, and Katie Evans, Vice President of Corporate Initiatives at Alzheimer's Association. Join us to learn why Edward Jones and Alzheimer's Association are a right fit for partnership, the many facets and test points of that partnership, how Alzheimer's Association manages expectations and delivers great employee engagement experiences, and the importance of developing a formal volunteer program and what that has meant for them. This episode is brought to you by Edward Jones. And with that, let's get started. Hi, Ken and Katie, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Allie. Great to be here. Really excited to talk with you all today. Ken, before we dive into kind of the substance of what we're here to talk about, would you start us off by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do at Edward Jones? You bet. Yes, I've worked at Edward Jones really my entire professional career. I'm a member of our executive leadership team, and my responsibilities really are within the domain of our wealth management business, working with our branch offices across North America and the way that they serve their clients. Um, and in in my role, uh, one of the opportunities I have uh, to volunteer my time uh, is serving as the Alzheimer's uh, executive sponsor, um, and that's really so important to me because it's tied to my personal purpose. Uh, just love that. So uh, thanks for the invitation to be here today. Absolutely. And Katie, that leads us over to you. Who are you and what do you do with the Alzheimer's Association? Thank you so much. Well, first, just to ground us in overall work around the Alzheimer's Association, I wanted to share that we're the leading voluntary health organization in Alzheimer's care support and research, and that there's an estimated 50 million people worldwide living with dementia. And we know that In the United States alone, there are more than 6 million people who have Alzheimer's and over 11 million uh, folks are are providing unpaid care. And so the association is really um, here to address this crisis by providing education and support to the millions who face dementia every day, while also advancing that critical research towards methods of treatment, prevention, and ultimately a a cure. And so in my current seat, I have the honor and privilege of leading the team that works to develop and build um, and to grow these mutually beneficial nationwide corporate partnerships. Which is what we're going to dive into just a minute. So as our listeners already know, your partnership began in 2016. Ken, in order to get to the actual moment of partnership, you had to get leadership buy-in and agreement. How did that happen? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, We started our relationship with Alzheimer's uh, back in 2016. And signing on at that time as the first ever national presenting sponsor for the Walk to End Alzheimer's was really something we're very proud of. Um, In fact, we raised $25 million and we had over 75,000 clients, uh, colleagues, and family members of of our clients and colleagues walk with us in these events. 
And then in 2020, we re-engaged our strategic alliance for uh, another five years with Alzheimer's uh, and committed to raise another $25 million, partnering to engage more people and more communities just based on that um, first five years and, and all the support that was there. So our total 10-year investment will be the largest commitment ever pledged by a corporate partner to the Alzheimer's Association. We're super proud of that. Um, and, and that's something that Edward Jones just takes uh, a tr tremendous amount of uh, responsibility in uh, shepherding the way that we look at that going forward. And you're right. We had to get the buy-in from senior leadership along this journey. Anything this, this size uh, would, would requires that. Um, and I'll say that was a relatively easy conversation. Alzheimer's disease matters to Edward Jones because as a financial services firm, we're in the business of helping families build and preserve wealth. That's what we do. And Alzheimer's destroys not just health and wealth, but also the relationships and the memories that come from those families that we serve. And so with more than 6 million Americans living with Alzheimer's, including an estimated 300,000 Edward Jones clients, Alzheimer's is one of the most expensive diseases with a lifetime cost of care of more than $370,000 per person. So that's someone's retirement, the college education that they wanted to raise for their grandkids and, and potentially the inheritance that they wanted to leave for the next generation. That's why it's so serious to us. And that's why senior leadership is fully bought in and it made it a relatively easy conversation. And on the flip side of that, Katie, from the, from the nonprofit lens, and I'm guessing it's probably a little bit similar, but I want to hear from your perspective. What made Edward Jones the right fit for you? And did you help them make this business case at all? Yeah, so the the relationship with Edward Jones is is naturally aligned. And you just heard Ken mention that the, the case for partnering is really clear because the firm is in the business of creating those relationships and building that family wealth. And then Alzheimer's disease destroys both. So know that dementia is one of the costliest conditions to society. And, um, you know, in 2019, I would share that we did take a moment. We wanted to pause and the teams wanted to just stop and celebrate and assess the first three years of our work together. And then it was from there that we did collectively launch a new diversified strategy with an emphasis on education and awareness building. And when we started to really look to the future and we called it the what what is 2021 and beyond. Um, but when we looked at that new five-year uh, launch, we we decided to build a plan to address the themes of purpose, engagement, and lift. And if I could, please, I'd love to share just a little bit about how this has um, come to life and how Ed Jones is supporting the mission in just really significant ways. First, I would share that they were the first ever national presenting sponsor for the walk and Alzheimer's. They're also our top fundraising team for our walk national team program. And then the firm is really committed to supporting research. And that is research in the clinic. It is research in the lab, in the community. And that's through an annual corporate gift um, and sponsorship through our Alzheimer's Association International Conference. Uh, Edward Jones, they also support our advocacy efforts as um, serving as a corporate champion for the Alzheimer's impact movement. And then lastly, they offer and host joint education seminars so that they're able to equip their clients and caregivers who are facing Alzheimer's or other dementia, and they can educate their associates about the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's. Oh my gosh, there's so much to dive in here. 
Okay, so I love how kind of multifaceted this partnership is and how there's really buy-in on so many different levels. Let's talk about kind of the walk to end Alzheimer's first, and then I want to get into more of this five-year strategic alliance renewal and what you've learned along the way. So, Ken, in what ways, and I think you said 75,000 people walked, in what ways are your associates involved in the walk and how do you encourage participation? I guess I'll start with the fact that Edward Jones, um, you know, has a purpose and our purpose is to partner for positive impact to improve the lives of our clients and colleagues and together better our communities and society. And so I think so many of our uh, associates uh, are really engaged in that purpose. Um, They see their own personal purpose tied to it. Uh, So our personal, our partnership with Alzheimer's uh, is a natural extension of our corporate purpose, and, and like me, I think a lot of a lot of other people see it uh, in their own walk. They've had a family member that's impacted, um, and our business model is ideally situated for working with the Alzheimer's Association and its seventy plus local chapters to extend our collective reach and impact uh, deep into communities. Um, we have fifteen thousand branch locations and nearly nineteen thousand. Wow. Yeah. So uh, so when you take our footprint and those 70 plus local chapters, it's really a pretty nice match. Um, and our community presence puts us in the perfect position to mobilize associates, um, you know, our, our financial advisors and, and their teams. Uh, they take place. Uh, uh, these walks take place in more than 600 communities uh, that we serve nationwide. And, and that number we expect to grow as well. Uh, by rallying our branch teams, clients and communities to join this fight. We're able to channel resources and, and get some of the numbers that Katie's been talking about and, and really providing that full mission support um, that Alzheimer's uh, really uh, enjoys from, from this partnership and that we enjoy from partnering with them. Um, we do raise dollars uh, to fund clinical research. Uh, as Katie said, uh, we enhance care and support resources. And then we also raise awareness about the disease uh, through all these. So one of the things you mentioned was, I think, these 600 different communities. So Katie, how do you manage expectations and deliver a consistent experience when these are grassroots events being put on by local teams in a ton of different areas? How does that work? So that is such a good question. And there are so many incredible champions, but to your point, to build that experience, one of the most important things that we have done together is launch the Edward Jones Regional Coordinator and the Alzheimer's Association Relationship Manager Program. Okay. So each year, there are more than 400 Edward Jones Regional Coordinators. They are recruited by the Edward Jones Home Office. And I would share that these regional coordinators, they're volunteers. So they may be financial advisors or branch office administrators, and they lead the region's efforts to advance the corporate partnership. And, and that is through... Of course, the the walk to end Alzheimer's involvement or raising awareness of the association's free 24-7 helpline or promoting the 10 warning signs um, and through joint education seminar delivery. Now, in tandem, there are more than 70 Alzheimer's Association relationship managers. So there's one for each of the association's uh, chapters. And these relationship managers serve as the main point of contact for the Edward Jones regional coordinators. And the relationship managers, they meet regularly with these regional coordinators. They implement strategy. They deliver on goals. They're able to develop communication and activation plans for the walk to end Alzheimer's and and their advocacy efforts, as well as education initiatives. 
Everything that we've done, I will mention, it's collective. So both of our organizations are linked arm in arm, and we work together to develop turnkey communications so that we're able to raise, you know, awareness of our work together so we can reach as many clients and um, and the communities that they serve through the branch offices. And that could be through social channels or mail and email, education programs. Um, and then lastly, we host uh, monthly coaching calls that I think are really important. And that's both for the regional coordinators and relationship managers. And it's just an opportunity for everyone to provide best practices. And of course, different teams and groups are, are tapped each month and invited to participate on these coaching calls to share their best practices that we're really able to um, amplify and share across the field. So I, I, I truly believe that it is thanks to the success of this program that we're able to continue to see year-over-year growth in funds and awareness uh, raised by Edward Jones and their community for the mission. Those are some incredible pieces. I mean, a lot of times you can have a partnership that's built and there's buy-in in the beginning and then over time, less of that stays around. Whereas you're talking about monthly coaching calls. You're talking about 400 volunteers on the Edward Jones side, 70 on the Alzheimer side. That's a lot of crossover and interaction, which I think is really impressive. Ken, in July of 2020, you announced the renewal of your five-year strategic alliance. What did you learn, maybe one or two things that you learned in those first five years that you want to make sure you're implementing going forward? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would say in that first five years, first and foremost, we were just so inspired by the Alzheimer's Association. I think that's what helped us build the momentum. Um, but in that five years of our partnership, we've seen an impact um, that has not been a positive one. Um, Alzheimer's disease continues to grow. Um, and so has the urgency to end that disease. And so we've been inspired by the commitment from the team at Alzheimer's and uh, we're moved by that. Uh, one thing uh, that I've been so inspired by is the dedication of our associates right alongside um, the, the Alzheimer's associates. Um, we talked about it, they participate in the walks. Um, but they're also learning how to identify the signs of Alzheimer's disease. Um, we host seminars for clients uh, in our communities to help them protect their health and wealth. Uh, and, and it's really this content uh, that we've been able to uh, really, um, I'll say, proliferate uh, that has been shared by the Alzheimer's Association that has really changed families' lives. Um, so it's just so heartening to hear about the human side of, of the impact uh, when it does make a positive difference. Um, and I heard a story from one of our 49,000 colleagues here at Edward Jones. Uh, this, this particular colleague is in Ohio and the associate's father recently passed away after an eight year battle mm. with Alzheimer's. Yeah, it was tough. Um, she would frequently call our helpline and here's the quote that I heard. She said, you have no idea until you need them what a resource they are for us and for our clients. If you don't contact them to find out what they're all about, you're missing a shining light on the hill for our clients and maybe even your whole family. Everyone that I spoke to on our toll-free number was what I would call a bless your hearter. Um, I would pour out my problems and frustrations and they would say, bless your heart. That must be so hard. Sometimes that was all I needed to hear. It's a lot of empathy that comes through. Yeah. You know, there, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a story of, you know, really just needing someone to talk to. There's so much more that comes from the support that they're, they're given. But in many cases, it is just someone to talk to who can understand, uh, who can empathize, to your point, Alex. So if you take those, what you just shared, and translate them into kind of actual learnings and things you want to continue, it sounds like 
Great content is a piece of that. Training your associates so that they can respond in that way and see the warning signs. So it's content, training will continue. Anything else that you would distill out of that? You know, content, training, and then I would say um, moving people to action Mm -hmm. because there are that everyone can take um, for the quality of life um, that, that you can live today and to making those additional um, steps toward um, eradicating the disease completely. Um, so that's, again, where we've been so inspired by our partners at Alzheimer's uh, as they've educated us in the ways to do both of those things. Okay, Katie, if you had to put yourself in the shoes of listeners and you wanted to walk away with something that you could start to think about, implement some advice or an idea what would that be? What made this one thing that made this partnership work really well? You know, following a successful first year um, engaging with Edward Jones in the walk to end Alzheimer's, uh, we really thought about it. And together we determined that a formal volunteer program would help establish an even deeper connection with our chapter staff and the branch officers um, and offices. And so that is, you know, when the regional coordinator and relational uh, relationship managers program was rolled out and it's gained so much momentum uh, through the years since we launched that. Transitioning a little bit, let's talk about unrestricted funds. Ken, we've had a lot of people on the podcast talk about the importance of unrestricted funds, both from the nonprofit side with Artist Stevens of Big Brothers Big Sisters of America and from the for-profit side with Carly Stevens of Gas South and a few others. Are your are the funds that you give to Alzheimer's restricted, unrestricted, and if they're earmarked, what are they for and why? Yeah, great questions. Um, so much of the funds that we raise are unrestricted. Um, that is um, just to just to put some definition around unrestricted, they go towards supporting the full mission of Alzheimer's Association, um, including its many care and support programs across the country, um, funding to advance needed research, uh, as well as things like the twenty four seven helpline. Um, so, so I'd say the majority of what we do is unrestricted. In addition, we've created the Edward Jones Alzheimer's Research Fund, and this is a targeted effort to advance research toward methods of treatment prevention, and ultimately finding a cure at a quicker pace. And one important element of this fund is supporting the dominantly inherited Alzheimer's network. Uh, We call that Diana uh, and Diana 2. These studies are being done at Washington University in St. Louis. Um, The Diana 1 and Diana 2 studies are focused on increasing effective, safe, and efficient clinical trials to improve scientific understanding of inherited Alzheimer's disease. Uh, So it gets right at the core of prevention. Uh, And we believe it's really important to support the full spectrum of the association's work. So providing care and support to individuals and families that are affected is really critical, as well as advancing new research um, and and lessening the impact of this devastating disease for so many future generations. So that's kind of how we think about balance between unrestricted and restricted so that we can do good work in both areas. Wonderful. So we're coming to the end of our time here. And before we close it out, I want to ask each of you for a little nugget of wisdom. So Katie, I'll turn it to you first. Do you have some piece of nugget of wisdom that you would share with our listeners around either getting buy-in, building a business case, figuring out how to engage employees and manage those expectations, building transformational partnerships, whatever you want it to be? What is your, here's what I would leave you with. I would leave you with 
Our best corporate partnerships are those that are fully integrated, meaning that they work with the association throughout the years and in multiple ways. And they are rooted in multiple touch points and in ways that drive value for our partners' businesses as well as ours. And I would say and offer that Edward Jones is a a textbook example of serving in a fully integrated manner. And Ken, what about you? What piece of advice, nugget of wisdom would you leave us with? Yeah, I'll leave you with an insight and then a nugget of wisdom. The first insight is we did a a large-scale research all across North America, um, and and this research project was really focused on on people's perceptions of retirement, and it took place uh, toward the beginning of the pandemic. And in that research, one of the questions was uh, what people feared most uh, in later life. And uh, right in the middle of the pandemic, uh, the answer to that question overwhelmingly was Alzheimer's disease. It was ahead of broke. It was ahead of cancer. It was ahead of the pandemic. Um, it was ahead of COVID-19, right? So Alzheimer's. That's surprising, but re- really interesting. Really interesting. And so um, the nugget of wisdom that I would leave you with is this is a pervasive disease. People don't want to lose their memories. Uh, they don't want to lose all those things that they've really built um, in in the way that they uh, are able to handle themselves uh, in later life. And so I think that's why our associates are so engaged in our partnership with the Alzheimer's Association, because they see that impact on their on their family members, on their friends. Um, and they so clearly see how partnering with the Alzheimer's Association and learning about this and, and actually taking positive, proactive steps is, is such a big part of the uh, the path forward as we work together really to eradicate this terrible disease. So please get educated. Speaking of getting educated, Katie, where can people learn more about Alzheimer's Association and the work that you do online if they'd like to do that? I would share that they should visit alz.org or they can call our free 24-7 helpline at one 800 272-3900. If they are an Edward Jones client or associate, they're invited to call the dedicated Alzheimer's Association helpline number 1-844-440-6600. And Ken, what about on the flip side? Where can people learn more about Edward Jones and the work that you're doing online if they'd like to do that? Yeah, you bet. Uh, please go out to uh, visit the Edward Jones website at edwardjones.com forward slash A-L-Z. Wonderful. We will include all of that in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Ken and Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Allie. Take care. Cause Talk Radio is a production of Engage for Good in partnership with True Story FM. Engineering by Pete Wright. Music this week by Ian Post and Rex Banner. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show. But the best thing you can do to support Cause Talk Radio is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.